as we gather around the written word and listen to the spoken word. May we meet with the living word, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Do you like my ukulele? Who wants to hear my ukulele? Just a little bit, we haven't got ages. whole cult I learnt. There's a fourth if you do the verse, or the chorus. My ukulele, it was a present from my lovely wife. I already had a couple of guitars and a mandolin. I never really thought about getting a ukulele. Once I had got it though, I was delighted. I've enjoyed learning to play it. Um, it was a gift. It was unexpected. It fits my personality interests, shows that Liz knows me, and she'd thought about what I'd like, but she gave it to me. She had no expectation of anything in return. It's also a physical representation and reminder of Liz's life, love for me. Who knows? 75 years' time, missing its strings and a bit battered, might even end up on repair shop. Some descendant of ours having a little weep of all the memories of me playing it on holiday. As with the other ways of loving God that we've been exploring at the beginning of this year, in our human relationships, we know that gift giving can, and receiving can express love, can't it? That word gift, loving God with our gift, gifts, gift is a big wide word, isn't it? Almost anything that can be given can be described as a gift. In previous weeks we've talked about the ways in which we use our, our time, our action, our words, all those to express our love for God and, and deepen in our relationship with God. And, and just as in relationships, all those things actually could be described as gifts. We can give people, we can give God our time, we can give our energy, we can give our attention, we can give our praise. All of these things could be described as gifts. And then of course the things that are being given to us that we then use in God's service, skills and things like that. But this week we've got a bit of a narrower focus we're going to explore what it means to express our love for God by giving God money and things. Now, this is a bit tricky. As God isn't actually here to receive our money or our things, it's not like when we give our younger relatives some money for Christmas because we've got no idea what they actually want. Um, we put some notes in a card or we transfer money into their bank account, but God doesn't use cash. He doesn't have a bank account. And that makes it different to some of the other things we've talked about because we can give God our time directly. We can just spend time in prayer and worship and being with God. 
we can love God with our words directly. We've been, we've been doing that this morning in our prayers and in our songs. As we speak to God in praise and adoration and thanks, we're doing it directly. Perhaps the thing that we've talked about that it's most similar to is loving God with our actions. Because it, it's difficult to do things for God directly, isn't it? When we were exploring this, we were talking about choosing to serve in church or, or, or in the community or thinking about how our day-to-day actions can be done in as a way of expressing our love for God, being aware of God's presence in and through them, reframing our actions as expressions of love for God. Um, but it's indirect, isn't it? And, it? and it's similar when it actually comes to giving, it seems to me. Actually, if we, if we want to give to God... We do that by giving to others. And this, it seems to me, is at the root of the Bible's emphasis on generosity, on giving. There are are so many examples of the virtue of generosity with money and things in the Bible. Um, And we read just two of them this morning. Angela read for us from the psalm, didn't she? And in that, we read of the favour with which God looks on on those who scatter abroad their gifts to the poor. Generosity is commended not not because those things are given directly to God, but that they are given to others, and God loves that. And then Rick read for us from Luke's historical account of Jesus' life and teaching, and we find a similar theme. Jesus, in this section of Luke's Gospel, is challenging his friends and followers. It's all kinds of difficult things about following him, all kinds of difficult things about discipleship, about how they need to shape their, their way of life, their attitudes, their expectations about what relationships look like, about forgiveness and how we treat our enemies and how we love those who don't love us, all that kind of stuff. And, and right into the middle of that, just as one of the things, he, he challenges us on how we are to view our money, our finances. We should lend without expecting repayment. More than that, did you notice who we're meant to be lending to without expecting repayment? Our enemies. Wow. We should be merciful. We should give and forgive as we have been given and forgiven. It's kind of a wonderful kind of hodgepodge of different workings out of what it means to apply that key principle of generosity in all aspects of our lives to those around us. And it's all as a response to the great generosity we've received as expression of our love for God. You see, the thing is, one of the things that I love about All Saints is how much generosity there is in this community in all kinds of ways. It is something that we can really celebrate, really celebrate. I want to tell you about Monday morning. Can I tell you about Monday morning? I arrived in the parish office on Monday morning and discovered that the furniture had been moved around. This, to be fair, is not an unusual occurrence. Natalie is always finding new ways of organising the office so that things can work better. Those who know are giggling. 
In this case, the move around had been prompted by someone in the church having given us a new desk. And this, get, this new desk meant that we could move some of the other desks around and repurpose them, and actually the whole space now works better for the people who work in the office. It's more comfortable, it's more spacious, it's a better working space. All because somebody said, oh, that desk's a bit small, I've got another one that's better than that, I could give you that. Then it was time for staff meeting. Claire was excited to tell us that someone had noticed that a new baby mat was needed for toddlers and had offered to pay for it. Someone else was giving a box of wooden instruments for use at toddlers. Ellie was similarly excited because last week she'd sent an email round asking a few folk for support for a family who were moving house soon. And the response had been swift and generous. People offering equipment, furniture, time to help them move, financial support, all kinds of stuff. Now, I wouldn't go as far as to say that that was a normal Monday morning. But to be honest, none of it surprised me. It didn't surprise me. Because this is a generous community. It was just, it was great. I'm thankful for it. Just, just take a moment to think about this building. The original building of it. And then the modifications that have been made over the years. The big reordering 30 years ago. The, the putting in of the baptistry, the carpeting, the painting, all that kind of stuff. Those of you who are here at the time, you'll remember the generous outpouring that financed it all. The sound and the light and the video installations that we've been able to do over the last couple of years. The survey at the back we did three or four years ago. Making this building more welcoming. Increasing our options for hospitality. All of this made possible by the generosity of God and of the people of this church community. Think about the community and mission initiatives that we're part of, that have been financed by this generosity. The Cap Debt Centre, the Orbit Project, the Reconview Community Fridge, the 20 or so mission organisations that we support financially in this country and abroad. When the war in Ukraine started about two years ago, All Saints stepped up to support those whose lives had been flipped upside down. Several of us opened up our homes to those displaced by the war. We sent care packages and supplies to Ukraine. We raised money to send to a church in Kyiv who are providing refuge and care. So many different examples. I could go on all morning. I am so grateful for the culture that we have at All Saints of giving generously, intentionally and faithfully. This hasn't happened by accident. Over the many, many years, the lay and ordained leadership of this church has taught and led by example. And now we're in a good financial position because of that long-term consistent teaching that financial giving is a core part of Christian discipleship and an expression of our love for God. All of these things which we celebrate have been and continue to be made possible by the generosity of the people of this church with money and things. Generosity which is an expression of love for God. Now, A couple of weeks ago, I spoke about loving God with our actions. 
and I included a bit of a, a bit of a health warning. It was for those who, because of life circumstances, they're not able to do what they'd like to for God. And they feel ashamed or condemned or frustrated by that. And I want to say a similar thing this morning. Because we're celebrating generosity. And in a moment, I'm going to go on to share a couple of specific ways which I'd like to invite you to consider expressing your generosity. But I want to make it clear that this is not about the amount you give. And this is not about guilt-tripping anybody. At one point in the good news of Jesus' life, we read that Jesus is sitting in the temple with his disciples, and he sees people going into the temple, dropping money into the collection box, into the temple collection box. And some rich people are making a great show of dropping in huge amounts of money, lots of clanking coins, and, oh, look at me, aren't I good? And a widow quietly drops in two copper coins. And Jesus turns to his friends and he tells them that that widow has given much more because she has given out of her poverty. In fact, if you read back a little bit, Jesus has been talking about the way in which the religious institutions devours widows' houses and he's very cross. And my suspicion is that in Jesus' view... That widow shouldn't even have had to put two copper coins in because the, all the money that had been given to the temple should be supporting her. The point is that this is not about how much we give. It's about the attitude of our hearts. Our hearts, are they inclined in generosity in ways we can do towards God? Not about making us guilty about what we can't do. There's no condemnation here. The Holy Spirit might be giving us a bit of a prod, particularly if we uh, haven't revisited uh, the level of our giving for a little while or we haven't quite got round to filling in the giving form we were going to fill in. It might be a bit of a prod. There's no condemnation here. When the Holy Spirit convicts us, it comes with an energy to change. It doesn't come with despair or shame or guilt. So, Bearing in mind all that, there are a couple of opportunities I would like to share with you. Um, You'll see in the notices that um, our lay team, they do a great job, but we don't actually currently pay them the real living wage. We we pay them the statutory minimum, statutory living wage, but not the real living wage that's calculated as to what actually people need to get by on well. And we don't actually pay them for all the hours of work. They do loads of extra hours. I think they're doing a fab job. I'd love to be able to do both those things, but to do this, we need to increase our annual income by about £7,000. And that actually has to be a consistent, yes, we're going to have that, so we can kind of not just do it as a one-off this year and then have to take it all back again next year. I mentioned the support we've already given to some of our Ukrainian friends, and actually um, some of them have come to us and said, we're starting a Saturday school for the Ukrainian children of the area who are living around Telford because they want to teach them and remind them about speaking Ukrainian and about Ukrainian history and culture. They don't lose it. They had their first session yesterday and they had 20 children. They were able to share some of that Ukrainian culture with. But they haven't got all the kit they need. 
They need a printer, maybe a laptop. They need basic supplies like paper and pens and stationery. Um, they need money to help pay for the space they're hiring each week. So there's two particular opportunities there. One, an ongoing thing, and one, a particular project that's happening at the moment. If you are able and willing to respond to either or both of those opportunities, then please speak to Liz Lawson, speak to me, speak to Nick. Pick up a, a giving form from the back of church. You see, the thing is, genuinely, I love being part of this generous church. I love seeing the way in which people meet each other's needs without even being asked. We have long experienced the joy of expressing our love for God in our giving. This is just an encouragement, a reminder that we know what we're doing. Let's continue in this way. Reinforce the place of giving in our culture as we continue to grow in love for God together. Amen.